Hello and welcome to Micro Musketeers Moment, a short podcast episode from Wellness Musketeers. I'm your host, Aussie Mike James, a freelance writer and speaker with over 30 years of international experience managing leading corporate fitness centres in Australia and in Washington, D.C. with the World Bank Group. Our special guest today is Dr. Linda Holyfield-Kennedy, an occupational medicine physician currently serving as the Senior Medical Advisor for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. With over 17 years of experience in civilian employee health services at the Pentagon and as a first responder to victims of 9-11, Dr. Holyfield-Kennedy provides essential updates and guidance to DHS employees through town hall meetings, listening sessions and podcasts on current and emerging health threats, including COVID-19, heart disease and cancer. Full disclosure here though, listeners, Dr. Holyfield Kennedy is the wife of our fellow musketeer, Dr. Richard Kennedy, who she has been happily married to for over 33 years. Welcome, Dr. Holyfield Kennedy. And first things first, two quick questions. First one, for ease of communication, do you mind if we call you Dr. Linda? And second, how have you managed to put up with our musketeer Richard for this long, 33 years? When does the canonization process start to make you St. Linda? Thank you, Mike. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, other wellness musketeers, for inviting me to speak on your podcast. I am Dr. Linda Hollis of Kennedy, and I will be talking today on the importance of workplace wellness. For the record, I'm speaking to you as an occupational medicine physician and not on behalf of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. So that being said, healthy eating habits and exercise are important factors in wellness. However, to be clear, there are other factors involved in workplace well-being, and they include career wellness. Do you actually like your job? Do you enjoy what you do? Social well-being. Do you have meaningful relationships or friendships both at home and at work? Financial well-being. Are you managing your money well? Community well-being. Do you feel safe and enjoy the community that you live in? And lastly, physical and mental well-being. This, of course, is extremely important because we need to maintain a certain level of physical and mental health to allow us to be productive workers. Workplace wellness programs promote employee well-being. Terrific. How have you managed to put up with Richard for this long? Yeah, it's certainly been a journey. He truly is the wind beneath my wing. He's a wonderful person, a great friend, and I think that's the biggest asset with us. He is my best friend. And we have a nice sort of working relationship as we're both physicians, and he makes me laugh. Every day, every day, he's a comedian. Great. Dr. Linda, let's start with the basic question first. We often hear the term occupational medicine. Can you explain what the term occupational medicine actually means? 
Yeah, so thank you for the question. Occupational medicine physicians, our mission is the health and safety of the workforce. And that's according to our organization, American College of Occupational and Environmental. So we are involved with workplace safety. We work with industrial hygienists and safety professionals and other environmental issues that can affect workers' safety. Okay, great. That explains terms often here. So I know that you presented to many community and corporate organizations promoting the importance of workplace wellness with the emphasis on maintaining personal health, prevention of disease, etc. Can you describe what you talk about and what you're paying to kids during that presentation? Talk about the importance of having a workplace wellness programs in place. And given that the average person spends over 90,000 hours at work during their lifetime, it's important that their health and safety is a priority of employers. So with that in mind, Linda, is a workplace wellness program. You often hear that as well. So what is a workplace wellness program? Yes. So according to the Department of Labor, a workplace wellness program is an employment-based activity or employer-sponsored benefit that's aimed at promoting health-related behaviors. And that would include primary prevention, which is preventing an illness or a disease. For example, immunizations against infectious diseases like flu, having flu shots, or immunizations against COVID-19. These help to prevent these diseases. Also, health promotion and disease management or second prevention, which is detecting a disease early in its stages, for example, promoting screening for breast cancer or prostate cancer. That's a good explanation for a term we often hear and another term we often hear. What actually is a workplace culture of health? Oh, yes. I would give you the definition of one of our past presidents of the American College of Environmental Occupational and Environmental Medicine, Dr. Warner Hudson. And basically, workplace culture of health is a condition in which an employee's physical and psychological well-being is optimized by the environment and philosophy of the organization that they work in. Along those lines as well, what factors are important to promote in a workplace wellness program? Keeping in mind that the U.S. workforce is aging, right? 63 is the average age of retirement. So folks can opt to retire anywhere in their 50s to their 80s. Many of our leaders in Congress and senators are in their 80s. And as we age, we accumulate chronic health conditions, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, joint issues. 
So the workplace should promote an environment that supports a healthy and productive aging workforce. And what was your question was what what factors are important? Uh huh. I would say one of the the most important ones is including preventive health screening or promoting preventive health screening through like weekly wellness tips, lunch and learn sessions with professionals, brown bag lunches to discuss high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol. These three factors can result in heart disease if they go uncontrolled. Vitamin D deficiency, right? That's an epidemic. Most people don't realize that, but vitamin D actually is needed for overall health. It can lead to osteoporosis. And that's because many of us, vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. Many of us don't get a lot of sunshine. We're in the house, we're on our computers, etc. So that is important. Regarding vitamin D, uh, he's dying outside in the sunlight, so to speak. That's sufficient to get your adequate vitamin D, or do you have to do some supplementation? It depends on how much sun you get. If you live in the tropics or in Florida, and you go outside in your tank top and shorts where your body is actually being exposed to the sun, then probably you don't. But if you live more on like the East Coast and there during a certain season of the year, you don't get out and get the amount of sunshine that would be required for vitamin D overall health. You would probably need supplements. That is where prevention health screening would come into play, where you would encourage your workforce to go to see their doctor for their annual physicals, their prevention physicals, and go through their screenings to determine is it that they do need supplement. One of the things I'd say that's really important is also people need to understand what is considered a normal vitamin D level for adults. And that is 30 to 100 in the United States is what we would use as the guide for vitamin D. And anything under 30 is considered low. When it's below 20, we tend to put people on maintenance vitamin D supplementation for a period of time to get it up to thirst. In addition to continuing to ask them to get as much sunlight as they can, all things being equal. I guess I asked that question out of good self-interest because being from Australia, skin cancers can become a, a big problem. So I guess that's another part of the screening process. Skin yes. In fact, you get too much sun. Too much sun and you burn the skin, sunburn. That is a risk factor for skin cancer. Staying out in the sun too long and getting sunburns, particularly younger people who they tend to try to get these really deep, dark tans and they're really can be doing themselves a disservice because over time they could be putting themselves at risk for skin cancer. I found a very good point. But... Thank you. Uh, Dr. Richard, 
I wonder if you can weigh in just on some of the important points that Linda talked about in promoting workplace wellness. Actually, become more important in the current time that we've been in, particularly with everybody being remote because of the pandemic. It's actually been really important that the sort of brown bag lunches, of course, now what you can do from home, but it, what it does indeed is the information because most diseases, almost all diseases that are chronic, pretty much are age. And so when you do these workplace wellness programs in discussion, you help people to stay in touch with being aware of what healthy really means because it has changed over time. We know that disease can strike. And then with what Dr. Kennedy has said is that the aging population in this country, and particularly in the developed world, is going higher is higher. And with it come all of those chronic diseases. So those problems that you take into account to do prevention for cells, and the best way is being aware is getting guidance. That's why having a general preventive checkup is important. We've covered a lot of information there, and I think really clarified a little about some of the common terms we hear about occupational medicine. Linda, the closing is there anything you'd like really stress as your key message regarding workplace wellness or workplace health? It's extremely important that organizations have a workplace wellness program and because it actually shows the employees that the employers care about their well-being. And when employers give employees the space to take care of themselves, this could encourage them to stay with the organization. The other thing is they simply offering a wellness program is no guarantee of improving worker health. The workers have to be aware that the program actually exists and encouraged to use it. And then my last point would be happy employees are productive employees, according to Forbes. And employee happiness is a result of good health. And what a great message to finish up on. Thank you for joining us and listening to today's Wellness Musketeers moment. A big thanks to our special guest, Dr. Linda Holyfield-Kennedy, and of course, to our fellow musketeer and Dr. Linda's husband, Dr. Richard Kennedy. Tune in for upcoming episodes to learn from global health leaders and trend-setting authors to gain the tools to improve your health, work performance, and live a more balanced quality of life. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share this recording with your family, friends and colleagues, and give a contribution provided in our program notes to allow this podcast to grow. Please let us know what you need to learn to help live your best life. Send your questions and ideas for future episodes to David Liss at davidmliss at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, folks, and we hope you have a wonderful day. And once again, thank you very much to our special guest, Dr. Linda Holyfield-Kennedy, for joining us today for this Wellness Musketeers moment.